Wow. I'm pretty wrecked from our, our worship today. Um, <laughs> um, can you just put your hand on your hearts right now? Put your hand on your heart. Father, I, I just I pray for us this morning, God. Help us this morning, this afternoon. God, help our hearts just be connected to you. Jesus, you reign above it all. You reign over everything. Jesus, we, we just want to be like you. Just like Adam said, we want to know your voice, God, like we know a song coming on the radio. I want to know your voice. I want to know your voice, God. Help us to sense your presence in the room. We sung about that today. I love your presence, God. May we recognize not just your voice, but your presence, God. Right now, just, just do something for me right now. Just If you want to close your eyes because you don't want to look silly or the person next to you, just start thanking him that he's here, just with your voice. You can do it really soft. Just say, thank you, Father, that you're, God, I'm thankful that you're here, you're with us, God. We acknowledge your presence in the room right now, that you are the most important person in church, God. You are the best church leader, Lord, that this church has ever had. And never will have. God, we recognize your presence in this place. That your voice will speak to us, God, and is speaking to us, God. Yeah, we love your presence, God. We love your presence, God. Help us today. Help us to know your voice, God. Amen. Amen. Mm. We're going to... Talk today. I want to. I want to. I want to talk today about um, the the num. What I what I would say is the number one objective of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, writing this message, kind of creating it, and then I try to rehearse the message a few times so that it's not an hour and a half long. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, some of you guys know I'm I'm the over talker sometimes. I over communicate, but I just. Just going through this message, I, um, I don't know what's going to come out to some level, just because I feel like the Holy Spirit's got his own agenda and what he wants to share today. But I, I'm, just, I'm excited to talk about Jesus today. Oh, holy God. Is that my wife? That was, that was someone at the second wife. Well, sitting at the table with my wife. That'll work too. Um. God, I love your presence. How do you guys feel his presence here? <laughs> Aren't you glad like we do church with him? Ah, uh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I've been thinking about I've been thinking about just this idea of being a people after God's heart. We say a lot of stuff in church as the church of like, hey, we're pursuing God. We're, 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 we want him to have his way in our church services. And, and I think what I've noticed is that we, we say a lot of things and then do a lot of things. Sometimes they don't match up and line up. 
don't know if you do that in your own life sometimes too. <laughs> Lord, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> and then we close our left ear so we don't hear some of the things he's asking us to do. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like there's a, there's a battle for the church right now. There's a battle for, for our hearts and our minds right now that the world is getting, the world is getting more and more bold in, it, in its asking the church to be like it. The world, and I didn't come out right, the world is getting stronger at trying to persuade what the church looks like. Trying to tell the church when they can meet and when they can't meet. Trying to tell the church what you can say and can't say. And what I've noticed is that it's, it's almost like our current day persecution. Now, I think that might be putting it lightly for people that are actually persecuted in this world. But for our Orange County selves, this might be our place of persecution. Uh, at least the beginning of it. I don't know. But it's, it's this thing where the world is, is, is trying to make you feel uncomfortable for following Jesus. What do I mean by that? I mean, I mean the, the world's trying to tell you what you can and can't say, who you can call uh, a male and, a, and, and a, a man and a woman. They're trying to tell you how to worship even, right? The world's trying to tell you, don't worship too long. You might turn people off. Don't. Don't talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We don't really understand them and we might fail and we don't want to look like we're failing in front of people. The world might say, uh, hey, uh, um, don't, don't, meet, don't meet on Sunday mornings because that's when baseball is. That's when my kids' little league games are. So don't meet on that. Just meet some other day of the week. <laughs> that's what we meet on Saturdays. No. Um, The world's trying to, trying to tell you how to love conditionally. Where you can love this group as long as you, as long as you believe these doctrines. You can be for freedom as long as you lean this direction of freedom. Right? Where Jesus just said, why don't you just love everybody unconditionally, whether they like you or not. Whether they believe what you believe and all that stuff. And I just, I feel like the... The, the world is pressing in on the church to tell you what you can watch. I mean, just even think about that. Think about, think about how, what the movies were like 10 years ago and what they're like today. They're just, right now, what, what, what qualifies to be on to the public viewing is, well, it's just kind of nasty. If you've looked on Netflix, like stuff that, you know, the world has access to. It's, it's gnarly. And so what's that really doing? It's desensitizing us to, to really going all out for Jesus, right? They're trying to tell you, don't, don't give your money away. It's all you got. And yet Jesus says, give everything to me. And you ever felt, have you ever felt like you're a little bit too intense? <laughs> little softball over there, right? But... But I'm, I don't know if you felt like this, but sometimes I feel like our church is a little bit too, I don't know, a little bit too serious about Jesus. I mean, did you hear the worship? Like, I couldn't tell when the next song started. I couldn't tell when the upbeat song was about to start. Or I'm like, man, it's been over 12 minutes. Are we still worshiping? And then we start a prayer meeting on Thursday mornings where I don't care if anybody comes. What do you mean? You're just going to be here and pray even though nobody's showing up? You don't get any Instagram likes? 
What I mean is that there's, it's incre- I feel like this thing that like, to go all out for Christ, to say no to certain things, you know what they are, and to live just for him, to become like him, it, it feels like it's getting more and more radical. Where, it, where back then, in, the, in these days, it was, you were a Christian. That they had all things in common, that none of them had lacked, because they were literally giving fields away for to each other. And now you're radical if you give $5 to a homeless man. So I want to talk about what's it look like to become like Christ. And I don't know, you can pray for me right now, because I'm not sure where this is all going to go, but I got some, some, some notes here. Revelations 22, 17. I'm just going to read one verse, so if you want, you can go there. But Revelations 22, 17 says, The Spirit and the Bride... Say, come. Say, spirit and the bride. We're going to get back to that. But the spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. The spirit and the bride say, come. So the spirit, what's the spirit's main objective? We talked about that already. The Spirit's main objective, I'll tell you what is not, especially in this church, the Spirit's goal in our church is not to fill every one of these seats. Did you know that? The Spirit's main objective is not to make you more attractive, more handsome, help you dress better, get more light. The Spirit's, the Holy Spirit's goal is not to make you feel more popular. It's not to get you a better job. It's not to make you more money. The Holy Spirit's job is to make you more like Jesus. Say this with me. The Holy Spirit's primary goal is to make me more like Jesus. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit's primary goal is to make me more like Jesus. Romans 8, 28, if you want to turn there. I'll give you a second. See, I think we think the Holy Spirit's job is to fill us with power so that we can get people saved. And I, I'll be honest, I know this, we, we were given the baptism to be witnesses. But the goal isn't witnesses. The goal is that we would become like Christ. Verse 28, it says, We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to become, here it is, to become conformed to the image of his son. So that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these who he called, also justified. And those who justified, he also glorified. So he justified us. I mean, he made us right, just as if we had never sinned. He, he called us, and then he, he pre, so he predestined us, and he called us, and he justified us, and those he justified, he glorified. What's it mean to be glorified? What's it mean to be terrified? You guys ever been terrified? <laughs> it means you're filled with terror, right? I'm terrified. 
means I'm literally I'm, I am full of terror. I am scared. My I, right now I have I have taken on the persona of being scared and terrified. What's it mean to be glorified? That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. He wants to fill you with the likeness of Jesus. So much so that you're glorified. That's who you are. Jesus himself wants to infuse himself into your being until you have become like him. See, the Holy Spirit's main objective is to, is to cause you to look like Jesus. Why is that? So why? Why would he want you to look like Jesus? Take a second. You don't have to tell the person next. Well, yeah, tell the person. Why do you think, why do you think he wants you to look like Jesus? I'm just, take a second. Think about that. It's a good question, isn't it? I'll tell you why I think he wants you to look like Jesus. It's a few things. One, he wants you to look like him because he wants to marry you. He wants to marry you. It says the spirit and the bride say come. You are his bride. Who, who, does, who does God want to marry? Does he want to marry a moose? No. That would be ridiculous. He wants to marry someone that looks like him, doesn't he? See, the language that he gives us is this love, marital language, and he wants to marry you. He wants to betroth you. Why? Why does, he want to, why does he want to marry you? Why do you think he used that language in the Bible, right? There's going to be a wedding. He's coming back for a pure and spotless bride, and he wants you to look like Jesus. He wants you to look like him. Why is that? He wants you to look like him because People that are, being, that are being betrothed to one another, they don't look around at other things. They're singular. Say singular. You ever, I've, I've done a couple weddings. Those two people, when, they walk, when, when, when she walks down the aisle and he, him and her are standing here in front, are they looking around? Are they looking around for something better? Are they thinking, are they thinking what they're going to do tomorrow? Are they thinking about their job? Are they thinking about what friends they have in that moment? Are they thinking about whether they're popular enough? No. All they're thinking about is, I get to be right here with her. They're, everything about them is singular. Everything, their eye is, is singular on the one that they're betrothed to. And that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to do to you. And that is the purpose of the Holy Spirit, to make you like Jesus. Well, Jesse, isn't it about souls? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing we're on, on this earth to do. It, yeah, I, I, listen, I love outreach. I'm, I'm at almost every Jesus Burgers. I'm, I'm charging. I want to have the greatest testimonies on those nights. <laughs> but listen, it's, it's, not, it's not even about souls. Because when it becomes about Jesus, Jesus saves the people. When you look more like Jesus, you don't actually have to do outreach anymore. Why does he want to make you like Jesus? He wants to make you like Jesus because he, he wants a disciple. He wants someone that looks like him. He wants someone that, is, that, 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 that has laid everything down for, for this. 
He wants to turn you into someone that looks just like Christ because, he, because, because Jesus only did what the Father said. And he's waiting for us. He's waiting for us. Gosh, he's patient, isn't he? He's waiting for us to hear his voice and just do it. He's waiting for us when he says, no, don't do that. You know that if God can't tell you no, I'm not sure you're his disciple. Now, I know a lot of us were like, he can tell me no. He can tell me anything he wants to tell me. Listen, I, I get that. But have you asked him what he thinks about that lately? Has he asked you? Has, has he, I, once, I once wanted to quit my job, and, and I, was, I was just all mad because it just was a bad situation. Not this job. It's a different job. And, <laughs> and I remember sitting on my laptop looking through LinkedIn profile of different jobs and stuff. And I'm like, i got to update my LinkedIn profile now. All right, we're, gonna, we're getting a new job, God. And, he go, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he says, Jesse, I'm like, hmm? what are you doing? Really light like that. He was really, he's just kind when he, when he doesn't need to be stern. And I said, well, you know what I'm doing. I'm looking for another job. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you know what's just happened. And I'm like, you know how I've been treated. You know all the, come on. Find me another job, Holy Spirit. And he says, did I, did I tell you to look for another job? Well, no. I don't, I don't recall. I don't recall you telling me to look for another job. And he says, Jesse, don't look for another job. And in that moment, I just stopped. And I'm like, well, then I'm lost. And I need to figure out what to do next. You guys ever been there? need to be there more often than you think. I think more often than not, we, we get a word from the Lord and we're off to the races running, right? And then some trials come in there and we're just thinking, well, I'm being attacked. I'm doing the right thing. Let's keep going. Or, or maybe the trial comes and you think, all right, look, this door must have closed. Lord, when's the next door opening? I'm looking for that new job. I want to encourage you guys. Don't be so quick to think that you're you're doing the perfect will of the Lord. Every now and then, check in. Father, am I doing the right job? Am I in the right place? Do I have abundant joy? If I don't have an abundant joy, is there something I missed along the way? Does that make sense? Turn with me to 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1, verse 2. See, the Holy Spirit's number one goal is to make you look like Jesus. I'm going to keep repeating it until we get it. It's a... First, I'm sorry, I said, I said 2 Peter, 2 Peter verse, chapter 1, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and, and Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. This one's underlined in my chapter, in my book. I hope it's underlined in yours. Through the, the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For, verse 4. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. So that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lusts. 
Did you get that? See, he's got all these plans, and, and, and he wants to fill you. He wants to give you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Can you just try to wrap your mind around that for a second? He wants to give you everything pertaining to life and godliness. That's one of those, like, moments you want to circle back and talk to Jesus. But he says this later on. He says this in verse 4. It says, that, so you would become partakers of the divine nature. And when you become partakers of the divine nature, you will escape the corruption that is in the world by its lust. When you take on his nature, the nature of Christ, when you become his likeness, the world will have no hold on you. The world, but you, you won't have to take a social media break because it won't have a hold on you. You, you won't have to, like, unfollow people that trigger you. You won't have to, like, avoid hard conversations. You won't have to, have to like, be angry. You won't have to have a problem loving certain people when you look like Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, first go to 1 Peter 1.13. I just got a couple more. 1 Peter 1.13. You guys okay? It's good? All right. I'm trying to do the three-point thing. It's not working for me, but it's, I, I think we're getting there. Verse 13, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, say obedient children. Come on. Do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, and be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. We'll say verse 15 again. But like the Holy One who, is called, who called you, be holy yourself, as also in all your behavior. See, he's, he, he wants to make you holy because he wants to marry you. He wants to walk with you hand in hand, arm in arm. He doesn't want to be distant from you. He, 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 I don't know if he cries over this, but, you know, there's many seasons in my life, probably the first 10 years of my Christianity, I didn't know the voice of God. I know all of you guys didn't start that slow. I started slow. And it took me years to even have the understanding and realization that I can hear his voice. Like it was an afterthought, I felt like. But listen, we have to, everything we do in church, somebody makes it about us, real personal. This church, I, if you've gotten it already, good. If you haven't gotten it yet, here it is. We are doing everything possible to become like Jesus on these mornings, afternoons. Everything we do, I, I just, I, we had a fire tunnel last week. We, I, mean, guys, I, I like the fire tunnels. It's a lot of fun. We got to do more of those. Why did we do that? Why? Because I just want all of us to get more fire in us. I don't want one person to leave here and not felt like they had hands laid on them. Because some of us are tired. Some of us are worn out. We get beat up during the week. I get it. It's all right. That's why you come here and go through a fire tunnel. <laughs> I love breaking up into groups, right? We did that last week too. We prayed for each other. Why do we do that? Because the fastest way to become like Jesus is to do the things that Jesus did. And it'd be bummer if, if you come to a, a church 
and you don't actually utilize this beautiful identity that he's given you to pray for somebody else. And so I encourage you, don't wait for someone to tell you, pray for the person next to you. Just think about the person next to you. I'm like, oh, I bet I got a word for her. Where is this coming from? I, I know I, I'm probably just preaching to the choir. But I, I get around certain groups and certain people. And one time I was at a, I brought a buddy of mine to our OC Revival Nights. Uh, there was one last night. I missed it. I will be at the next one because they're fire. But I remember bringing my buddy there, and he goes to a different church. I, I, I had met him outside of our community and our, and our kind of culture. And I knew he went to a different kind of church than we, we do. And I said, you should come. And I was actually speaking. So he, he's like, yeah, I'll talk. I'd love to support you, Jesse. And I'm like, you don't need to support me. I just want you to come and get blasted. And uh, so it was great. He came, and he, he, he was there, and, and he sat, and worship was fire. It was amazing. I, I forget who was leading. And I went up to him afterwards. Uh, mind you, worship was about 35, 40 minutes, and we did some ministry time. And I went up to him and said, what did you think, man? What did you think? Sorry, that's, that one's mine. I <laughs> and I asked him, I said, what did you think about that? Because I like to ask people questions and not just assume. And, and, and he said, you know, I've never worshipped that long in my life. And I just, you know, I'm not going to judge, you know, what his life is and where he goes to church, all that stuff. But I'll tell you, the first thing that hit me is like, dang it. How did that happen? And I get to, run, I get to being around other people. And, and, and so, so in that, I, 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 I kind of know how it happens because I've led worship at other churches from time to time. And the instruction I get is we do 12 minutes at the beginning. And I'm not making this up. We do 12 minutes at the beginning, and at the end, we do about 15 or 16 minutes, but then the live stream cuts off, so you got to be done by then. And my first thought was like, whatever you guys want, I'm here to serve you. I love you. I'm here to champion whatever you want me to do. Um, so we can get in these places that we want to make this palatable for us or for the other people around us. Because we're afraid of turning people off or we're afraid of what it might be like if they become too radical. See, my vision for us, for our community, and already you guys are already just championing this like crazy. I love it. But I, I want us to talk. I want the language that we use when we pray and talk to people to sound like we've been with the king. Not just with him, but that we're friends with the king. Do you, do you get me in that? Every now and then I get around people that, that will, will pray or they'll talk and, and um, their heart is beautiful. I'm not questioning their heart or their, their love for God or all that stuff. Because to be honest, I was this way too. But we, they, they would talk in an almost not mechanical way, but in, a, in such a way as if they were talking about somebody. And I... I and I've learned when I get around some of you guys that you don't talk that way. You talk as if you're talking about someone that you've spent time with. You talk as if someone that has actually partnered with you to see someone get healed. I mean, listening to Erin up here, right? She's just, it's just so normal. You just know she's on these walks with God and it's changing her, isn't it? Come on. It's changing her. 
What's changing you? What are you doing with him that's changing you? How is the Holy Spirit making you more like Jesus? Well, it's just his grace, brother. I just live in it and it becomes me and I pray without ceasing. No. Listen, it is by his grace alone. He's not saying, be holy as I am holy. Work harder. You're not holy yet. Obey my laws and precepts and you'll be holy. No, he says, I've made you holy. Now act as if you're holy. Act as if, as if you, you know me. How do you act as if you know him? You begin to talk to him. You set time aside for him. But all of this takes a choice. Do you know that it's a choice that we worship without, an end, without a real end time? You know what our end time is? I tell our team that we're done worshiping when we're done. I said, we're done worshiping when we're done. Can I just, and I'll say this to you guys sometimes. I'll, just, this is, I'll be a little vulnerable. That one's not mine. I'm <laughs> just kidding. There's a special meeting in the, in the corridor that gets extra Jesus for moms that take their babies out. Not because I need them out, but because they're serving. Where are we on time? We okay? We're okay a little bit longer. I'll finish when I'm finished. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> no, you don't want that. Uh, listen, listen, I, I've had conversations with, uh, with worship leaders about like, hey, can we maybe get a little faster song going? I feel like... I feel like the people are slow to get going. I'm just being honest. And the worship leader looks at me as only a worship leader that can with these eyes of like, do you know what you're asking? Are you really asking me to please man? And I'm so thankful. They're so kind to me. We've had a few worship leaders that I've done this with. Um, I won't name names. And... And I, I, honestly, I'm so, they're so kind to me because they're, they're honored. They're just like, well, Jesse, whatever you want. Like, I'm happy to do it. Like, right? Because they love Jesus. And this is, Jesus like honors us, doesn't he? He has honor for our decisions. He doesn't like them all the time, but he, he'll let us have our way sometimes and see how that works out for you, Jesse. But I'm also really thankful that God is, he can tell me anything. And, and a lot of the times I listen to him. And it, when I say those things sometimes, I, I hear the conviction come into my heart. And I almost hear him say it to me so they don't have to say it. And I hear Jesus saying, what are you saying, Jesse? Are you saying that we should pep it up a little bit? Or do you think maybe they should just jump in with their whole hearts and worship do you think we really need to hold their hand that much? Or do you think they're going to get it? Do you think they're going to hear the worship and just grab it and run after me with all their hearts and praise me with all their hearts? Do you think they'll get it, Jesse? I was like, yeah, they'll get it, God. They'll get it. They'll get it. I'll stop. I'll just, I'll just be. And so I'm honest to be real with you guys. Like, th there is an intentionality to letting the Holy Spirit make you into Christ. There's an intentionality. You have to, you have to be willing to be disciplined by God. He has to be able to tell you no. He has to be able to tell you go. Listen, so, sometimes, I'm not, I'm not saying it's you guys. There might be one or two people in this room, maybe. I don't know. But, but sometimes worship may take a lull. 
and you're, a minute ago you were like, we give you, and then it kind of goes down again, it gets kind of quieter, and you're like, where, where, are, no, no, all right, well, I'll just sit down and wait for the message now, instead of pressing in a little bit harder, a little bit more. God, I, I really like the loud, big worship, but are you in the whisper too? Or maybe it's the reverse, right? God, I just want to sit and soak with you and be with you, Jesus. All this jumping around stuff, it's just, it's just not where I'm at right now, God. I've been there. Or, or do, you, do you sense his drawing and you stand up because the king is in the room and he deserves that you would stand and raise your hands and give him everything that you are because we're worshiping him. Do you hear me? There's, I hope you hear this is dripping with grace because I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I just, I want to go together. I, I don't ever want to, I, I, I don't want anybody here. You ever heard the expression, don't leave anything on the table? Right? It's like it's season in sports. Like, get out there, don't leave anything on the table, right? Just give it your best. If you win or lose, just don't leave anything left behind. You ever heard that kind of stuff? That's what I want for us. On a Sunday, on a Saturday afternoon. I don't care if there's four of us here or, or 400 of us here. Listen, I, I keep having to tell God, Lord, I repent. I don't need this room to be full. I get excited when it's full. When you're all singing and worshiping. But if nobody sang because they were silent under the power of his presence, I'll be okay. And I just, every now and then, you guys, I just have to just repent. As Joey said it, right? Just turn around. Change your thinking. And I just have to repent and say, God, however you want to do it. I'm just here for you. I don't care if I leave this church or I'm the, I'm the last person in the door. I just want more of you. I want to look like you, Jesus. I want to be here and give everything to you. And when my mind wanders to a problem or, a, or an insufficiency or an insecurity, I just want to kick that thing out the door and keep worshiping. Amen. How, is, how are you letting the Holy Spirit turn you into someone like Jesus? How are, you, how are you letting him to do this? Is there any area of your life that you've made an outpost that says, nope, I'm not changing that. You can have my worship time and my prayer time, but not that relationship with my dad. I'm not, I'm not talking to him. Listen, you don't have to know how to do this. You've just got to say yes. Look, I don't have time for church today. I've got too much to do. But yes, I want to be where God's people are. I want to, I want to be around fire because I need to be around people that are fiery. That's why I'm here. I could do this at home, Right? YouTube's gotten really good lately. I'll tell you who I follow and who I listen to. It's fire right now. But none of it takes the place of being with you guys when you're worshiping. There is none like you. You alone are worthy of all honor and praise. No other name. <laughs> and I just like, I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere else but right here with you guys worshiping the king. And sometimes my mind goes, why are we doing this? And, and then the Holy Spirit says, because he's worthy. But what are we going to accomplish? Absolutely everything. You're worthy, God. Hmm. 
Can you stand with me now? I'm gonna I'm gonna land this, but I just He wants to give you his divine nature. He wants to give you everything pertaining to godliness and life. Everything. Say everything. Say that sounds pretty good. You know how that's going to happen? When you become more like Jesus. When you, when you begin to listening to him. When you begin to let your heart be molded. Listen, I already know you're a new creation. You look exactly like Christ right now, okay? But, but tell that to m- me yesterday when I didn't parent very well. And so I, I recognize, yes, I am made in his image. I am perfect and holy right here, right now. I am, I am sanctified and righteous. And yet... And yet there's still a race to be won. And yet Paul still says, after you've done everything to stand, keep standing. Woo! <laughs> so yes, own that you are righteous and holy and, and you, are, you are full of him 100%. And yet he still calls me to be a disciple. Isn't that amazing? He still calls you to be a disciple, a learner. Can we just... I just love to end worshiping. Um, I just want to sing this, this, this chorus again because it was getting me when I started singing it. But There is none like you. You alone are worthy of all honor and praise. No other name. There is none. You, you alone are worthy of all honor and praise. No other name. Let's just sing it again. Oh, there is none like you. Look for it. 
and the things and the things are will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell him you're thankful, God. Tell him that you're willing. Tell him that you're here. I, honestly, just tell him. Let's just confess to him right now. Confess to him any areas. I just feel like there's a few of us here that have been stubborn, that have, that have just chosen your own way, that have, just, uh, that have chosen not to think about that thing, but give him everything else. And I just, I don't know if it's your wallet, I don't know if it's your secret sins, I don't know if it's your anger, your, your, uh, your, uh, your, your, your maybe it's your, maybe you're just feeling lazy lately, maybe it's depression, I don't know what it is that's going on in your life right now. Maybe you're, maybe you have to take sleeping pills every night just to get to bed. Maybe you're taking Prozac and there's nothing against medicine to get you to a place where you can get the victory. But right now, just right now, begin to receive, just say, God, I accept the grace, I accept your grace to get over anything that I'm battling with right now, God. Lord, I stand, and the only way we can stand right now is by your power and by your authority, God. And so in Jesus' name, we take authority of the things that have been kicking our bottoms, that have been, that have been, that have been, that have been taking over our time, our mornings, our evenings, the things that have been waking, up, waking us up at night, God. In Jesus' name, I just release sleep to those that can't sleep. I release joy over depression, Lord. I pray, God, that, that anxiety would break right now in Jesus' name. As the Holy Spirit is, is released over us, God, may we become more like you, Father. It says that, that Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy more than any of his brethren. Father, may, may we be anointed for freedom, God. May everything that we're battling against come under the authority of Christ right now, right here, Jesus. And I will give you all my worship. And I will give you all my praise. Because you alone I long to worship. It's you alone are worthy of my praise. And I will give you all my, come on, just worship him, come on. And I will give you all my praise. Because you alone, I long to worship, give you everything. And you alone are worthy of, I will give it all. And I will give you all my worship. And I will give you all my praise. Because you alone, you, I long to. It's only about you. Because you alone are worthy of. Just one more time, I will give.
Come on, come on, Jesus. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Jesus is king. Come on, come on. If you're battling with anything, just begin to say, Jesus is king. Jesus is king. If you're battling with anxiety over, over, over some, or a conflict, maybe you made a big mistake and your heart is turned. Yeah, any burden that is, that is burdening you down is not from Jesus. Just release it right now. I feel like there's people here, actually, I'm going to go on a limb, but there's people here that feel like, gosh, this is really radical. I want to be this radical. I want to give everything. I just, this is just new to me. I want to, I want to by faith, begin to lay it down right now. If that's you, if that's you, raise your hand. Like, just by faith, I need, I, there's some, God's calling me into a deeper place with him than I've ever felt comfortable being in. If that's you, raise your hand. Come on, I see you, brother. If, I, I don't, just, come on, raise your hand. If that's you, come on. If I, I, he's calling you into something way more uncomfortable. If you're comfortable right now in your walk with him, there is something really wrong. I'm going to say that right now. I'm going to say it again. There's something really wrong. If, if you feel really comfortable Every Saturday afternoon when you walk in here. And this is just my heart for us. Listen, you're supposed to, there's a, there's a beautifulness of contentedness in the Lord. But there's something, the Bible says that to, what does it say? To, the, to, the, to those that are, that, are, that are full, even which is sweet, is sour. But to those, it says, it says those that are hungry, even that which is sour, is sweet. And so those that are hungry, even the littlest treat that God gives you will become a morsel of divine. It'll, every little thing that God gives you will, will just become an overwhelming well. And so I, I want to say right now, if, if God has become boring to you, I'm not going to say you're boring. I, I've heard pastors say that. If God's boring, you're boring. No, if, if God has become boring to you, you've lost something in your heart for him. And I just, and it's, and it's only by his grace that you'll regain it. So just right now, if this is on your heart, just ask or whisper to him, Father, would you light the fire? Would you light the fire in my life that no one can take away? Would you light the fire in my heart that no man, no thing, no Instagram, no social media, no workplace, no school can take away this fire, God? The Holy Spirit wants to make you more like Jesus. Let's let him. All of us, every one of us, let's just say yes and amen to all of his promises to forming us into the image of Christ. Come on, if this is your heart, just right now, just raise your, raise your voice to him. Just thank him right now. Thank him for the work that he's going to do. Just thank him what he's going to do. Listen, just thank him for what you're going to look like two years from now. Come on, if you look like this right now, next year, who knows what's going to happen, man. Maybe every single person you pray for gets healed. Maybe every, every relationship that you are connected to is fruitful and is beautiful. God, we thank you and we love you, Lord. We love you, God.